And I think that's what we're lacking the conversations. That's what we lack in marriages because once once you do that, then it's like how how can I, as a woman that loves you, even if there's one percent left of love, who am I to actually continue to beat you down? This is Vivian Velasquez. And this is Raul Velasquez. Welcome to the God, Money, and Purpose podcast. Welcome to the God, Money, and Purpose podcast. This is the first episode of 2021, and we have yes. my amazing co-host here with me. So excited to be here with you, my love. So today, first episode, 2021, if you're following us through Facebook or Instagram, just make sure that you comment and let us know where you're watching us from. If you're listening to this in the podcast, whether it's iTunes or Spotify, just make sure you subscribe, you give a comment. And let us know any questions that you have for this year. But we're starting this year with fire. We talk <laughs> about one of the biggest topics that come every single time that I talk to uh, to men, especially men who are in relationships, is how do I create emotional fitness in my marriage? And what is emotional fitness in marriages? Yeah, well, I don't really get that topic too much, but um, it's it's a great one. You know, like how... I guess a discernment to have the discernment um, in your marriage. And if you are following us and you have been following us, just know that these are things that have worked for our marriage. Raul and I have been married 20 years plus. Is it 21? 21 years. 21 years. years. You're the, you're the one counting. I only count when like I have to do a party. If not, it doesn't really count for me. So it's going to be the 25th. Yes, I yeah, am. That's where you, your big party is. Yes, I, already, I, I already seen the plans. I already yes. know what you're up to. You know how. Anyway, so 22 years and counting. And, um, you know, th- th- these are things that we are doing on a daily basis. These are things that we have done in the past that have really worked for us. Not to say that we are in, a, in this, you know, perfection of a place because really that in marriage, it doesn't really exist. You know, if, like you've been listening to us. We're far for perfection. It's progress. It's, it's progress. always I mean, progress. We've come a long way in 20 yes. plus years. Yes. If you listen to us, just take it with a grain of salt. This is by. This is not an expert advice. This is just, no, our, just us. Our, our experience. That's uh, right. We talk about God, money, and purpose because we believe that if you have God, if you have a... If you believe in a higher power, if you believe in something that is bigger than you, the marriage is weaker, stronger. Yes. If if you focus on creating production, if you, you know, money is one of the main things that people get divorced over. I mean, yes. if, if people argue over money or they don't have money, that, that puts a lot of strain in relationships. So get your money right. It's money, make money. sex, Man, Make sure that, that you family. get your money right, especially in 2021. <laughs> you know, talk about abundance. Talk about, like, where you're going. You know, st- start really speaking the truth about prosperity in 2021. I think 2020 yeah. gave us a wake-up call that every single one of us were vulnerable in a market What's really like this. important? What's really important? So now with yes. marriage, yes. make sure you get your productions right. Women too, don't spend, like I, I tell my wife all the time, like every dollar that you spend is dollar that we're not investing. I know, but the, let's not go there because that's another topic, especially but, now. But it's a g- great topic. Like women, you know, focus on, on helping your man build a kingdom, you know, and-, and Yes, when, but I, there are so many things so that comes with money because- well, listen, we're talking about emotional uh, we, we, fitness yes, and, and this emotional, is part of emotional awareness. Awareness, all right? When we got married at the beginning of our marriage, I, it was so easy. We were, we were in our 20s, right? And I huh. saw the pattern that my parents had when, when they were together, when, you know, uh, when they were married. And my father, every time, every Friday, I remember clearly, he'll come home and he'll hand over the check to my mom. 
Yeah. And my mom will distribute, you know, pay the rent, pay, you know, my groceries, everything else. So she yes. was the one who managed the money. So and she's when what, I got what married, an amazing woman. You know, I thought, okay, you know, he, so I, I went through the same, the same, <laughs> the same conditioning. I said, here, honey, here's a check, you know. <laughs> no, and but okay, sudden, okay, wait, there's listen. no money in the listen, bank. Listen, listen, listen. Was spending all the money. Listen, as a disclaimer, like, listen, the, the, the beliefs that we have about money, like, we don't catch those things, right? Yeah. So it's like that we live on to like, Whatever, until you, like, if you go into marriage, if you go into a relationship, if you, what do you tell your kids? So my background with my, with my mom and my dad, it wasn't the same thing as yours. So it's not that, you know, the money was gone, but it was like, I did not know how to distribute it, I guess, correctly. Yeah, because my mom is amazing. So shout out to my mom. She's amazing <laughs> with money. I mean, she takes $10 and she distributes it and yes. makes it, you know, last, you know, but. And that's a great thing. That's something that, you know, especially you know, nowadays, like, especially with my kids and now with myself, like what I see, it's like, we need to have more education and to catch our, like, what's our money story? What have we been telling ourselves? And for me was the big thing is like, if this is just now, can you imagine? Like, that's what I always say, like 20 years down the road, like we're just getting this emotional awareness of emotional fitness of like, but it goes to where does it need error, to go? Where does it need to go? Because I remember I worked my ass off. You are a hardworking woman too. Like you work your worked your ass off. Yeah. But then because you were in charge of managing the money, like the first years <laughs> of our marriage, there was the money. Like, fuck, like, where's the money going? Like I'm making money. <laughs> I'm putting it, I'm giving it to you. I remember giving you like some big checks and you were like, it was like, it's gone. It was yeah. like water, right? Until I started realizing, okay, if I, I need, I need to be in charge yeah. of building the kingdom. So I need to be yeah. in, uh, so I, so I, you know, I said, okay, here's, X amount of money I want to give you, and that's it. Like I want to take, you know, take charge of that. But as a man, we are conditioned sometimes just to make money. We're right. not, we're not being present about how to create wealth, how do I invest? And I speak for myself because I, I had to learn how to really become an investor, how to yes. create wealth, how to think about the future. And 10 it, years and from it wasn't now, and supposed to just the now. I know, and it wasn't just like your money because like we worked. You know, if you're listening to this, there's everybody, every every marriage is totally different. But for us, it's like. We came, when we got married, your money was my money. My money was your money. So it's like, I worked hard for my money too. And we put it all in this one pot and then it just got distributed however, which way it needed to go. I would say now, like it was so much easier. I wish we could go back and like handle that little bit that we had because God would bless you so much more if you take care of the little and then he'll give you more, yeah. you know? And, and that's one of the great things about us is that we've, ever since we've been married, even though we may not see the, you know, like you say, like, where did the money go? I know that at least 10% of it, I could say at least 10% went to something good. We gave, yes. We've, we gave we've, it away. We've, we've Those never, are our condition at the beginning always. That's to, because of your mom. To That's also because to of your mom and because of to, church. To my mom. Yes. My mom thank really, you, my Pili. Really gave us a so good upbringing. She, she's still hunting me for yeah. like, you know, she's still, she's still my teacher. And, and I love that because. There's, there's so much to learn about life. There's so much to learn about God and there's so much to learn about marriage. So you talking about this emotional fitness, it, it's kind of like, you know, just the fitness of like how you go to the gym. You go to the gym and we are working a muscle that, you know, when I go to the gym and I work a certain muscles that I haven't worked in like a couple of months, it hurts. Yeah. So it's the same thing. Like if we're working this muscles, like whether it's money, whether it's, you know, your love life or or with God, there is there is pain. There is pain. And there was a lot of pain for us in our marriage. There was a lot of pain, you know, our finances. We've been through our ups and our downs. But once we 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 get this idea of like, 
okay, pain is not this, that bad. The pain is actually teaching me something. Like maybe I do need to do a little more work. Maybe I do need to invest a little bit more time in this area of my life. And I think that's the part that has changed us because we're either moved by pain or by pleasure. And unfortunately, like we were moved by pain and there was enough pain, especially for you and for me, that we were able to say like, well, this is not going to happen. This is not going to happen anymore. But it, it took but it's, tri- it's, it's, it took, it's, it's, it took that's the trials. That's the emotional intelligence. It takes yeah. the awareness, right? Yeah. So the moment that we were in a situation that, okay, where did all the money go? You know, I'm, sp- yeah. I'm spending a lot of time working my ass off yeah. and then you start taking ownership because I could have, you know, I think that the unconscious behavior of a lot of couples, a lot of men is like, you blame the, the wife, you know, and say, Hey, I give you the money. Where the money go? You're spending all this money. But then you start looking, okay, where is it that I'm taking ownership? Where's my responsibility on this? And I said, okay, I need to allocate it. So I started investing in real estate. So I said, okay, we can't save money, but we could buy properties. Remember every single time yeah. that I, I had a chunk of money, I bought another property yeah. and I put another property. I was playing yeah. Monopoly of, of yeah. creating, you know, these properties. And right. I remember the first property that we bought, I actually asked you, we were shorting the down payment. I don't know if you remember this. And we had two cars, right? And then we were short about $10,000 or so in, in a down payment. And I asked you, like, if we could sell your car. And you sold your car for, it was a first investment property, the first uh, two family. Yeah, yeah, and we, I used, that. we sold your car. Uh, the Jeep that you had, and we bought it. I mean, we bought the house, but that house gave us enough revenue so we could buy, like the, the revenue that we got from the house, actually we were able to buy cars or finance cars to be able to allocate the, the money from there. So from my experience, I was always a risk taker, and you came from a, a background of not taking risks. Like Ever. you live on the moment, you take, you know, you, you take the, the- Just spend it, spend buy it, it. Put it on credit yes. and, and pay it later. I yes. came from a place where, you know, we were, like my- my grandfather was an investor. My mom was very yes. conscious with her money. Yes. So for me, it was more of a breakthrough of how much can I take? What's the risk that I could take to be able to create that? So then from in my experience too, like you have to also watch the risk because we were young enough where we took a lot of risk yeah. and we actually fail a lot. And I think a lot of people are afraid of that fail, uh, that failure. A lot of people are afraid of like, what if I lose everything? Well, know, and, and, and that's where the emotional awareness comes in knowing that you're like for me at least the moment that i lost everything i realized that okay i need to ask myself like am i putting all my certainty based on the money that i have or the assets am i losing my certainty because of the material things who am i as a man yeah and that's when your character starts to be be challenged and then that's when you need to have this emotional awareness because the thing is like with me it's and, and with couples, especially that I see now that you're just beginning, right? It's like you have this money and then all of a sudden, like you said, like we sold everything. I remember that in that instance where we, we were buying this investment properties, like we sold everything that we had. I think it was working like three different jobs to pay for different things, you know, also what I wanted to buy. And maybe it was like a vacation and, and investment properties that so we were doing all these things, right? But imagine like the tension that it brings in, in a couple that is just married. And then all of a sudden it's like, we're going to have something, but right now we just have to invest everything. And that friction that that brings into the marriage, which in turn turns to like, you know, anxiety or whatever it is. And then how, how do you how do you deal with that? Right. And it's that awareness that sometimes we don't have in those yeah. instances. So, so now the the conversation that I have with a lot of men that uh, that are in a situation where, man, I lost money. I just don't want to tell my wife. 
And I could yeah. relate because I was in the same place. Like, shit, yeah. I just lost all these millions of dollars. And how do I come home now? I tell you this. Because there's and, so much pressure for And there's you. pressure of me as a man, right, yeah. to, to be able to pr provide and produce. And yep. I remember yep. going home and having that conversation in my head and already prepare oh. for the worst. Prepare for like, okay, you know, I, I accept divorce. I will accept like, you know, a failure. I think that's the worst thing for a man to actually, when they fail, to actually see like, okay, shit, like, is my wife going to be with me because... She loves me or she's going to be with me because of what I provide for her. I think a lot of men are in the situation right. right now that they think that because they're the providers, they can fail because if they fail, they, they're not enough. And if they're not enough, the woman can't love them because they haven't put enough equity on the relationship to be able to sustain that failure, to sustain that um, crisis that they're going to go through. And at the beginning, like I would say, it was really scary to be in the situation, but I've you've always proven to me that even though you have failed in the past, because it wasn't like the first time that you failed, even though you failed, that you would pick yourself up. I, yeah, but I, gotta, I gotta be honest with you. That, I didn't believe at that moment. Like, I, I believed you. I, believe, I didn't <laughs> believe that it was such a, a dramatic, because the, the market, it was about 10, you know, 12 years ago when the market crashed. Yeah. It was, it was not just my failure. It was like the whole economic crash. So it's not like I failed because I made mistakes. I failed because the whole market failed. So it was a, a different different situation. But one of the things I remember from you is saying, Raul, you're gonna figure things out. Like yeah. go there and figure shit out. I'm gonna be here even if we have to sell everything and live on the streets. I know it's gonna be temporary. And I think that gave me the certainty that yeah. my wife believes in me. Like she yeah. believes in my capacity. Because but that I, came from an honest and truthful conversation. Yes, I think that's part yes. of the emotional fitness. People are afraid to have those honest and truthful conversations. I was just going to say that because to, the, to the way that you approach the conversation was from a place of vulnerability. And I think that's something that not enough men do because you're wearing this armor. You're wearing this the sense of like, I got it together and I'm going to care take care of you. But it doesn't come from this place of like, I, I failed like there was nothing more I could do I tried my best and my best wasn't enough and then and then as women like for us to really get into our feminine and have you know the feminine is so strong I feel like sometimes women at least the, my my coaching clients like we think of it like in a in a sense of weakness but I believe the feminine is so strong and so powerful and yet so comforting and just so grounding right so it's like when you came to me and we had the conversation, it was from a place of vulnerability. There was there was no more pounding you down. It was more like, okay, well, thank you for being honest. I I believe I don't believe in in this country. I don't believe in you know anybody else, but I believe in you and what you could do. And you know, that, that's the, in couples. That's what's needed: the belief in each other. Yeah. But but the belief in each other means also holding people accountable, right? So, you showed up. So that, at that moment, like I knew that, yeah. shit, I need to show up. Yeah. I need to make, make this right because I have kids. I have my wife. We didn't have least, kids. We didn't oh, have yeah, kids. We, have, we had Alejandro. We have, we have, uh, it was, he was uh, like two years old. We didn't have really? Abigail. We had Alejandro. So I knew that was a, a lot of leverage too for me. Because I okay. had, so it wasn't like So maybe me, it was the first time we had a conversation too. Because we, we had those conversations. So, yeah, the, well, more, we had multiple conversations. That was the one. first of the real real conversation. <laughs> okay, because okay, it was more than once. So emotional intelligence is is knowing what to do, right? Emotional fitness is actually doing it. Yes. Because a lot of people fail on, okay, I'm, I'm intelligent enough to, to know I have to have this real conversation with my wife. My, a real conversation with my employees, my customers, but I'm afraid to do it. Right. So the emotional intelligence is that awareness that we know what we need to do 
And the emotion of fitness is actually taking the action to, to, to do what needs to get done. Just like in fitness, right? what happens with the action is you get feedback. Because I know a lot of men that I talked to said, Raul, I wasn't lucky enough. My wife didn't believe in me. Mm. And she divorced me. Or she just, you know, left me. But that's also feedback. So it, it, in that point is, okay, that's where the fitness come in. The fitness comes in with the feedback and the resistance. Yes. Because if that would have happened, I, I believe that I would figure shit out regardless. Like I, now at this point, looking back, it's like, yes, I needed you to believe in me to do it. But if you didn't, I probably would have still done it because I'm like, I'm gonna prove it. If you would have said like, Raul, I'm leaving my mom. Like I'm gonna move into her house. Yeah. I probably would have said, fuck, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you. So either way, I know that I, that I was gonna end up it just happened that it happened this way and we are together because maybe we're not, would not be together. We would have left. I probably would have, you know, done it and I we would not have been together because I would have had some kind of grudge against you that you yes. can by me. Yes. But, but I would say like, as a disclaimer, like if you're listening to this and most of the relationships, most of the times that I could picture our conversations has been life changing only because we were vulnerable and by vulnerable is saying like you're naked with your feelings with who you are with what you're feeling and i think a lot of the times and this is for for men i'll, I'll speak to men because i've seen you it's like you had the courage enough to speak the truth now sugarcoating it and not make it making it look beautiful or making it sound like I needed to hear, but actually being honest enough. And that takes so much courage, especially now for men nowadays to have the courage to speak their truth and not thinking like, well, okay, what if the worst happens, but I need to speak my truth. And I think that's what we're lacking the conversations. That's what we lack in marriages because once, once you do that, then it's like, how, how can I, as a woman that loves you, even if there's, one percent left of love who am i to actually continue to beat you down and i think that's where is this right is relevant right now because i know that a lot of couples are going through the same situation that we yeah. were in 10 years yeah. ago yeah, yeah. you know COVID hurt a lot of businesses a lot of businesses have failed a lot of businesses that are going to continue to try to figure things out yes. and there's no better time than right now to have a conversation with your wife and it takes a lot of courage for a man to be vulnerable and say hey listen i failed i had a conversation with a guy today he said i am lying to my wife she thinks that we have millions of dollars, but the reality is that we're broke. Yeah. And I'm like, shit, yeah, you need to, like, be one, honest. you need to be honest because imagine that guilt and, like, the guilt that, I, I get it, the, 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 the pretend uh, aspect of it, that, you know, have to pretend, position ourselves because, you know, we, you know, they know you as a certain way. But then I said, the freedom that comes from telling the truth is that you yeah. actually release all that tension and that energy. Whatever it is that is going to happen, happens, but now you could rebuild. And if you had the edge at one point, you could get it back if, if you don't hold on to the old story, the old version of yourself. Yes. So now I, it's a lot easier for me to be honest and be, be truthful because I'm not waiting for the pain. I'm waiting for the hammer. It's like going to the gym. Like if you weigh that you're overweight and you have a heart attack, you're going to the gym. Yeah, you're going to the gym because you're forced to go to the gym and work out and get healthy. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be that way. So emotional fitness is really going in there, having those real conversations with your wife, real conversations with the people around you, and get the feedback. It, it doesn't mean that it's gonna go your way. I mean, uh, does it, I'm lucky enough that it went this way. Yes. But for many men, you know, their wives mm. leave them, and they, you know, and rightfully so too. There's some women that need to, you know, own themselves. You know what? You need to figure shit out, and you need to go on your own, and and he'll come back stronger. So not every man is made uh, with the same type of character that they're gonna say, okay, you believe in me, I'm gonna I'm gonna go there and do it. Some men say, well, you believe in me, well. 
you know, you 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 kind of they play down and they lower their standards because now they have an excuse that well, you're supposed to believe in me until I make it. Yeah. You no, know, if you're not getting the results, change the approach. If you're not getting results in your business, change the approach. If you're not getting results in your marriage, change the approach. If you're not able to get results with with your purpose, change the approach. But don't continue to do the same thing over and over, expecting different results because that's insanity. Yeah. Or insanity is even you know doing knowing what to do but not doing it. That's that's my definition of insanity. You knowing. know what to do and you're not doing it. Yeah. So I would I would also add to that like the sense of awareness when we get this sense of awareness as to like where we are in life, it's honoring where you are in life at that moment because you know awareness comes to us a little bit at a time and i don't know it's just it so then how do we create awareness right like for couples that are going through these challenges how do we create awareness is one is honesty right it's just being truly like honest to where you are in life at that moment and is at that moment like what's in front of you and um just I, I honoring where you want your relationship to go because i think that's one of the biggest things for me like when i created this awareness it, it's it's crazy how like when you get in tune to what you want in your life you have to almost like change the frequency and just hold on to that you know whatever that frequency is for you like stay focused on that right so it's like if that's what you want in your life if, if you want more abundance in your marriage, more abundance in, in yeah, you gotta, you money, gotta, like stay, stay in tune cha- to that. Change the way that you view your problem. Uh, what I mean is if people are viewing their, their relationship as she's always doing, she's always doing this to me. Always he's always me, yeah. doing this to me. That you're viewing it from a victim mentality. If you wouldn't viewing it from like, I love this person. How can we become better? What, what can I do to, to put my part. So I'll tell you a quick story. I'm coaching a guy for the past three years, and this guy's a badass. I mean, this guy went from a $35 million company, the market crashed, he lost everything. You know, we were working with him to get, you know, get his situation back. He was, it was not even lost everything. He went from only a $35 million company to yeah. being in debt with like tens of millions of dollars. So it's wow. even worse than yeah. losing everything. Now you have to pay back. So now he's, he's back on par. So last year he was back, he paid already all the money that he owed. Now he's rebuilding. But I asked him, I said, what drains your energy? Like when, whenever you go and go and go and what's, what drains your energy? What, what, what prote- uh, prevents you from going 100 miles an hour? And he goes, you know, my wife, sometimes, you know, she doesn't get, you know, what I do. She, you know, she thinks that like, I'm just working, working, working. So we started working that relationship. And then it took, it's probably 30 years now. And this past six months, the breakthrough is that he's actually creating this space. It's been a, you know, the, the, the analogy that I use is that you could either be a, a, a garbage can or you could be a container in your relationship as a man, the masculine energy, right? Right. So today he, we had a, a call and he told me, Raul, man, this experience was like divine. The divine mm-hmm. masculine came out and melted the divine feminine because my wife and I, we actually went back into the beginning of relationship and started cleaning up all the space of where we started. And then we started really like, I apologize for all the times that I hurt her. She went... You know, she was emotional, so she apologized for all the things that she did, and then all of a sudden that we cleaned the space and all these things that we've been holding on for years, for over ten years. It's gone. It's gone already. Yeah. And you're like, we made love, it was passionate, it was amazing. I feel like, man, I feel like a million dollars. And now from this place, Yay. you go out there and produce. From that yeah. place, you go there and, and conquer the world. Yeah, because I think we have nothing against 
you guys producing and doing what you love to do because essentially you love to do that, right? If not, I mean, some some of us do what we love, some of us don't, but still you're producing. But it's like when you take that friction out of the way, like it's, oh that, my gosh, yeah, and, so and that, freeing. And I think that is where what holds a lot of men back is just the unconscious behavior that we haven't cleaned up in the past that's still lingering in the back mm. and it's still lingering in the back of her, their partner as well, her, yeah. and is like little pokes, little stabs in conversations, little shit that comes out every once in a while, and then we can't produce, yeah, and we can't produce at that level, and now it's pressure with money, pressure with the market, pressure with everything, and it crumbles. And then emo emotional intelligence is have those tough conversations now. Yeah. Like, don't yeah. sugarcoat it, have it now. That's what I said, Get yeah. the feedback. Yeah. If your wife kicks you in the balls. It's well, for a reason. Take the feedback. She's asking for stronger. attention. You know, and, yeah. and this week I must have multiple conversations with men who were complaining. That's the reason we have, you know, I, I told Vivian about let's put this podcast together with this topic because many men are bl just blaming their wives. I spent 45 minutes with a guy and it was a strategy session. <laughs> and the guy spent, I wanted to hang up like, like in the middle because like shit. And at the end I said, blaming. listen, man, your wife is not the problem. You're married to a strong alpha woman. The problem is that you're weak and you don't know how to handle your wife. You don't know how to be a king and your wife is a queen. Mm. So either you stop blaming her or you leave her. Yeah. Because if you love her, you level up, you get stronger so you could actually connect with her on a deeper level and both yeah. of you could do some epic shit. Yeah. Or if she's too much because she's draining your energy, we'll just leave her and then move on and it. find somebody that you actually will connect with. So I don't know what book it was, but one of your books, and you have so many great books. And from time to time, I pick up a book when I'm, you know, waiting for you or something. And it was something along the lines that said, like, I don't know if it was like a superior man, when he's in a relationship, takes ownership and responsibility for whatever is in front of you. And I, I think that's like so... Um, has so much love and courage to actually take responsibility, even for sometimes for things that don't belong to you. But it's kind of like, you know, you take that, you take that responsibility away from us. And it's like, you leave us with this like sense of like, you know, like finally, thank you. Like now there's space for more. Yeah. So, you know, just you telling me that story about this client of yours, it's like how amazing that he was able to do that for his wife, his partner. And to take that away and just, it's like, okay, you became this container, but all of a sudden, like, this container just becomes this vessel that is so open. And the, ma and and the masculine energy so has become the the container to hold the space, yeah. not the garbage can. You see, that's the, that's, yeah. the, that's the main difference because the garbage can takes all the garbage. So the yeah. woman wants to throw up all over, right, the man, and the man and, is, like, holding the, the garbage. And, and almost it, like in the garbage can, I feel like it just... You it's can leave the garbage yeah. for days and it doesn't really matter. But a container is just like, this is the space that I have for you. I'm here for you. Like, I'm here to crack you open. It doesn't matter what. And, and that's, and that's know, what do happens. Do what you got to do. The, ma the feminine energy uh, expands. Explodes. Ex expands. Expands, and explodes. Re re Realizes, like, okay, shit, yeah. all the things that I've been holding on to really. Uh, you just need to, yeah. you need to make space for it. And, and it's so beautiful, like the picture that you said. And I think even like Alison Armstrong says something like this, like, once you create the space for, I, I think she said it, like she didn't want to say it, but she was saying along the lines, like once the, the garbage comes out 
of the woman there's space for something else and i think she kind of meant sexually because it's like okay now i'm ready to take you on because like i find you sexy and attractive and that's the polarity that's the passion that even in the anger and the rage like it's gone but it's still lingering so let's use that to actually yeah. show each other love show the passion show like rare like this is me like all of it and that's what and you that's were able what, to that's take what it need and the polarity they need the yeah. friction they, you know we understand and I, i speak from my experience that at the beginning i wanted you to be just like me like okay why why is she just let me why does she have the same vision as me but women are supposed to be like and men. i was trying to be just like you and, and then that, it's like it causes a, a it causes pain in my body and my you know and like uh, no it's not possible and that's a sense of awareness when you decide and you know like this is me this is you we're going to make things work and when the mask divine masculine <laughs> meets the divine feminine then become one nothing is impossible you're complete in yourself beautiful so emotional intelligence emotional yeah. fitness make sure you get some of that in 2021 <laughs> to be able to bring passion back in your relationship uh yeah. give us a comment give us a question yes. for next yes. time and we love we love uh interacting with you and making sure that we answer all your questions thank you for watching this thank you yes. for listening do we have any questions now do you want to well, i think we make it nice and sure we acknowledge some of the people who okay, are here awesome. matthew shout out to matthew jesse cindy continue to uh connect with us in this podcast yes, yes. and we'll see you next time yes learn it live, live it, it experience it, it. Love, life. love life if you receive any value from this conversation comment subscribe and share as we continue to impact more people and take them to the next level and please send us your comments and questions so we could answer them in the next podcast see you in the next episode